The reading will be from the King James Version. God's scripture this morning is in uh, Proverbs 4, 17 through 21, through 27. For they eat the bread of the wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more into the perfect day. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not what they stumble. My son, attend thy word to my words. Incline thine ear to, unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of my, in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Keep my heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away the froward mouth and the perverse lip, put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on, let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left, to remove thy foot from evil. Amen. Indeed, this is a day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. How much do you really want the Lord to search your heart and to know what's in it? I'm asking him to come in and to search the heart I better be careful with what I placed in it. I need to think upon, as the scripture says, the things that are good and honorable and just of good report. Because he already knows the secrets of the heart. He already knows what we're thinking before we think it. Psalm 139 is a good one to go back and read sometime from time. You see what it is that God is asking, expecting, desiring from those of us who call him Father. That we understand that nature that we have here. That we also understand the nature that he has given to us as we have become a child of his. You're going to guard the heart. Again, you need to know what you have in the heart along the way. Everything flows from the heart. It's mine. All your thoughts, all your intentions, all your desires, all your wishes, all your disappointments, 
all your attitudes, and the list can go on and on and on. God knows. You know, if I am asking him to let my life be an open book, I need to know what I am putting into that heart. I need to understand what it is that I am thinking about. And that as he examines, there is no evil thing that we've hidden from him, but that will not be brought to light. Give attention to my words and incline your ears to my saying. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart. Incline the heart to what he says. Hard for us again to move from being this child of God to one who is a growing, maturing child of God. And yet wherever it is and at whatever stage we are in our spiritual growth, we're still children of God. We do not have a full grasp on who he is. Through his word, we should get, uh, gather some concept of the awesome beauty and glory and love that God has for his creation, his spiritual creation. The patience he has demonstrated as we work with one another. The encouragement he gives to challenge us to let our heart be an open book before the Lord. He already knows. But it's the attitude that I need to have is for me to consider the mind laying bare before God to where he can look at the thoughts he can look at the intentions he can look at the changes that need to be made that I in return could respond back and make those changes to understand that constant need for us to grow and be more like that Heavenly Father who so loved us. We need to be careful that we're not swerving to the right nor to the left and to turn our foot away from evil. The path is described as narrow, straight, difficult, But it is a path that is well lit by God through his word. And it's not like some of our roads around here. That it's hard to tell where the road is or where the shoulders are. Hard to tell where the middle line is. Years ago, in going to see my sister and brother in Tennessee, 
They live way out in the country. Way out in the country. And they got windy roads going back that way. We was going to see them one day, and they had just painted the center line on the road. But the individual who painted the center line on the road was not in his full capacity. And that line, you come up to a curve, and you'd have 12 inches for your side of the road. And then you go out another curve, and you'd have four feet on the other going the other way. Uh, I believe the individual lost his job on that part. But that's not how it is with God. You know where the road is. You have the road map. You know what God wants you to do. And it's understanding that, again, don't go to the left. Don't go to the right. Stay where you ought to be. It's always tempting to go one way or the other. I'm talking about the scriptures being so strict and restrictive in my life. I'm looking at them wrong. If I think that the scriptures give me liberties and freedom to do as I wish, I'm reading them wrong. And I need to come back to his word and see what it is that he says. See how he knows us? Psalm 139. See what his word can do? Read Psalm 119. Let him direct your pathways. It's always easier to go down the path when you're being led. But you have to be willing to go down the path. I think at times we think we ought to be like robots. Just wind us up, point us down the right path, turn the key, and let us go. If there's going to be any variation, the one who's controlling that pathway will make that correction himself. It's not how it works. We go down this pathway, and we can tell if we're listening to God's word when we get too far one way or too far for the other way. But what it is God really wants us to do Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. We work at loving God with all of the heart. We struggle with loving our neighbor as ourselves. young man who asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? And he gives what we call the parable of the Good Samaritan. And then he asks the one who asked the question, which, uh, which one of them did good? The latter one. He says, go, go and do likewise. Love those that or at present time, enemies. Because at some time, they may be your brother or sister in Christ. And we, despite ourselves, are not able to make those fine distinctions as to who is who. 
But that's not our job. That's God's. I mean, in our touring path, I'm, Paul is saying, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it, the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. To everyone who believes, to the Jew first, and also to the Gentile. It's the power. We are described as those who scatter the seed. Those who water the seed. But then are also told it's God who gives the increase. So we scatter. And we water. And we, share, we sow seed that may be bearing fruit years down the road. Now there's quite a history behind what makes this possible for you to hold the word of God in your hand. For almost 1,300 years, you would not have been able to even come close to touching this. And look what he's given to you now. I'm not answering, asking for an answer because I don't want to give my answer. How many copies of this do you have? How many Bibles do you have? Somebody sowed the seed that made this possible. You're sowing the seed from this to make it possible for someone else in time to hear, to believe, to repent, to confess, and to be baptized. More than likely, we will never see that. Just as those who were responsible for giving this to us saw it to its fruition. Count, guard your heart, for out of it flows the issues of life. Sometimes we say things that we ought not to say and ask for the apology for that language. Sometimes we make statements that we hadn't thought about. That comes from not guarding the heart. No, I want to guard the heart. I want the word of God in that heart. And I want to guard it to keep it in there. It's so easy. It happens in every generation, I know, but it's until you get to that point where it's affecting you, then you don't think about it too often. Our language. Language that is heard today. I don't know if it did. I probably got close to it. Language heard today, if you, you wouldn't even utter those words years ago. And if you uttered some of them that are tame ones today, some of you have asked for it. There's something called soap that was applied to the mouth to wash away those dirty words. Guard your heart. 
You hear the words every day, and they're picked up. Songs that are sung and played. Used to be a time when they'd be bleeping them out. But now they don't. Oh, they bleep out some. But you wonder what it was that they'd bleep that one out and not some others that just as bad or horrible. It comes from not guarding the heart. I'm free to do what I want to do. I'm free to read what I want to read. I'm free to listen to what I, I want to listen to. I'm free to watch what I want to watch. Not if I am a child of God. I do not have that freedom. God has not given that to me as his child. Let the thoughts and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord. I have to guard the heart that guards the mind, that guards the words. If I want to be pleasing to God. And be careful about the world and what it says and what it's again it's hard to even want to read anything that's out there or to listen to anything that's out there or watch anything that's out there. The scriptures already talked about that. Men will wax worse and worse. Deceiving and being deceived. They want to remove God from their concept, but they cannot. You cannot walk out into this world. You cannot sit here and breathe if it wasn't for God. And again, that, that, that concept that he has a desire to have you as an individual Dwell eternally with him. Think about that for a while. As an individual, his desire is that you would be with him eternally. And then I'm going to let something that is so minor destroy that relationship. But do something in the world as the world does it just for that pleasure. The Hebrew writer talks about the pleasures of sin, but for a season. They are pleasurable. Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't pleasurable. But they're only for a season. Then there's a day of reckoning that is going to be given. And the Hebrew writer tries to help out there a little bit in trying to get us to see in Hebrews 11, that great hall of faith with Moses. That Moses chose to give up the treasures of Egypt. And to become a slave. Mm. To enjoy the places of sin for a season. Give up the place uh, the, the riches of Egypt. As they've dug up their tombs, as they will do to all along the way. The riches that they have found staggers the mind. And as a human being, we, we wrestle. The more that I have, the more that I could give. The more that I could share. 
but it's what are you doing with what you do have that matters. And go to Moses. If Moses, as he identified with his people, if Moses really wanted to help his people who were slaves, and he's next in line to being Pharaoh, and if he had all the wealth of Egypt at his disposal, what good could he have done for his people? Staggers the mind. But he chose that that's not it. It's not having the pleasures, it's not having the food, it's not having the houses and whatever else, and the, and the crops and the livestock. Because all that's going to be left behind. He chose rather to be identified with his people, to be driven out of the land, to be in the desert for 40 years, come back, lead his people out of bondage, and still not achieve what we think he should have achieved physically to enter into the promised land. But he let something slip in. He was able to see it from afar. He is one whom Jesus talked with on the Mount of Transfiguration. His end result is good. But it's the choice that we make. What good can I do? You'd be surprised the good that you do. Hide his word in your heart. Meditate upon his word. And indeed, he can, he's the one that will give the blessing for those that are the children of God. As we're singing a song every once in a while. If you are discouraged, thinking all is lost, count your many blessings and name them by, one by one. And it will surprise you what the Lord has done. We deal with life, yes. I tell you, I wake up every morning to breakfast cereal, snap, crackle, and pop. What the life that God has given, there is nothing on the face of this earth that can hold a candle to it. The blessings that he has given, the riches not in money, the riches in the family of his people who love each other and love the Father. No, I wouldn't exchange these riches for all the wealth of the world. Jesus said, what would a man profit if he would gain the whole world and forfeit his own soul? And what will a man give in exchange for his soul? And there's a vast difference in that. What would I profit if I gained the whole world? Nothing. Said the part that bothers me because I already figured out I'm not going to get all the riches in the world in the first place. But it's the second part 
What will a man give in exchange for his soul? And then the same, in many cases, it is not much. They will exchange their soul for a little bit of property here and forfeit their spiritual soul. They will give it in exchange for a promotion, their soul. I'm saying what we do is that little thing in there. I love the Lord my God with all my heart and all my soul and all my mind. But there's something over here that I got, that's caught my eye. Boy, I really would like to have that. Would I give up my soul in heaven to gain that? Is it worth it? Count the cost. Count the cost. See what the Lord would have you to do. And truly understand that as we guard, guard our hearts and live the life God wants us to live, indeed the reward that is there is well worth it. It's up to us to make that decision. But we do that, do the things that would be pleasing to God. Is thy heart right with God? That's the question. You have to answer that. Is your heart right with God? So then are you happy with where you are? So then are you satisfied with where you are? The question is, is your heart right with God? If it's not, you need to change. We could assist you, we could help you in any way along that line to become that child of God or to renew that life in Christ Jesus again. Please let that be made known this morning and come to the front as together we stand and sing.